spicy. Spicy coffee? No, it's hot, dude. La Java. Chai tea. I'm a big fan of La Java. I'm trying to go to new places. Yeah. Every time. Um, but La Java just has my heart. It's hard to find like new places to go. And I actually find from time to time I'll go to a new one and I'm like, eh. It's not, yeah. It's almost, I should have just gone somewhere else, yeah, or to one of the old places. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because you're scared of not liking the other thing? Or is it comfort knowing that <clears throat> there's an option there that you so, know uh, you like? That's a tough question. I think it's the option that there's something that you could go back to that you like. That you that you 100% know that I'm going to spend my money on it, and it's going to be something that I like. Yeah, I had a whole discussion with Tim about this Um Every time you go through a drive-through, Tim's like, "I already know my order." Yeah, I like to look at the menu. You know. Yeah. So I like even, maybe even if, if you're at a even if you're at the same place that you always go. Yeah. You'll still look look and try something. Yeah. New. Like maybe something else will catch my eye. So I guess you're weighing out the odds because what are the chances you're gonna order something that's completely so out of the blue that you're not gonna like it? Like what what here in Wisconsin can you buy at a restaurant? I have had stuff before really? that I'm like. Mm. I could see it in in bigger cities like let's say Florida, you could buy some squid or something crazy. That sounds delicious. Of where you've never had it before, <laughs> but here in Wisconsin, you have cheese curds. Like, of course, you're gonna like cheese curds. You know, you have you have the variety of food isn't mm-hmm. really diverse. So the chances of getting something that you don't like are slim to none, unless it just like actually does taste like garbage. Yeah, in which case, like it's poorly cooked. Yeah, which you know? I've had a handful of those. Usually right. from fast food restaurants, like yesterday's lunch it was yeah. just not good. But well, what where where'd you eat? Tell the tell the I'm listeners. Do I actually have to share? <laughs> yeah. uh, I had, Sam was in a depressed mood. <laughs> <laughs> I was after eating it. Yeah, yeah. I had Hardee's, mm. and you go. It was free DoorDash. Tim and I ordered. Uh, the thing is, is the pictures look really, really good. Which I, Tim pointed this out, and I never even thought of it as the one who takes the pictures. Like. You could see how it's propped up. Yeah, I should know, right? <laughs> but I don't. And every time it comes in, it's like slightly grayer and flatter. Yeah. And so, question for you: Why do you yeah. think some companies like Starbucks are able to get to that scale? Do you think it's because of their stuff tastes the same? So what I mean by that is, you go to La Java, mm-hmm. and or any any smaller place. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it depends on the person that's there. Each person makes it different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. like, I might go to uh, uh, cut or uh, worker A is going to make my latte different than worker B. And mm-hmm. I can tell a noticeable difference, too. Yeah. Do I you think, think that's, that's why? I think that's, a bar- like, a big portion of it. I think Starbucks just has on, like, built into their business plan a strategy for, like, creating the same drink over and over and over again. They also probably overpricing it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but you know what you're going to get though. That's the thing. It's consistency. So like their stuff tastes, it tastes the same almost. And so that's one thing too, is geography too. It, it all tastes the same, even if you're in Milwaukee or California, which is impressive. That's really impressive. The fact that you could have the same artificial drinks. Yes. The same artificial (laughs) experience. States away is a very impressive thing. And the same thing it goes is. for like McDonald's and whatnot. But yeah, it it's just interesting to think. Well, I love I, I'll always support smaller businesses, though, even if it does taste a little bit different. Like 
I want to have that customer interaction where they actually remember you mm-hmm. coming there and you can support them. And, you know, 15 bucks to a little coffee company is much more impactful than 15 bucks to Starbucks. Yeah. You know, and uh, you don't have to wait in line for eternity either. Yeah. You that's. Know? I think the only way Starbucks is getting my money is if I put it in the stock market. So. <laughs> Well, you you ins- you insisted go to Starbucks in Chicago with me, me and Dylan. I did not. <laughs> no, I think we had to take a piss. Yeah, that's the only reason why. Yeah, I don't even think I ordered something to drink. I just got one of those egg things. Yeah, and uh, like a cup of water or something. What is it with coffee too? I feel like coffee is, especially the smell. You ever walk into like a the aisle of coffee? Yeah, it smells and just, like, so good. Something about it just smells. It brings you back to this fall. Like today is a perfect day to drink coffee. Yep. It's a fall day. It's beautiful here. Mild temperatures. Oh the goodness. colors are gorgeous. Leaves are falling. The plate. I I could just sit outside all day and drink coffee. It's like crisp. Yeah. I it asked is. if you. I thought you had a chai latte at first because that is no. the ultimate fall drink. That is too. Like I mean, other than maybe like an apple spice. Yeah. Something, but yeah. It is kind of impressive. Going back, one last thing on that is the size of scale. So even even McDonald's, look at it that way, is a Big Mac tastes the same. Everywhere you go, mm-hmm. even if it's the worst management at that place, something about it that just still tastes the same. It does, you know. Yeah, it's so that building on that thought, I want to talk something business related, and yeah. for me, it relates in creativity wise. Um, I actually find that having like systems in place for like the repeatability not only does it help me be like quicker at my job, but like the consistency of like totally of like a f- like finished product yep is so like so repeatable for me at this point that like i know what i'm go- like what i'm going to get i get starbucks yep. for myself at this point you yeah. know it not only that but it helps you helps everyone in your team too so instead of you spending all your time reteaching somebody a system that you created but you just didn't document anywhere mm-hmm. you could be using that time to focus on your own work yeah you know where now if you build out the system, you teach somebody once and you say, hey, follow this guidelines every single time, you shouldn't have to teach them again. Yep. You know, or they can just check the guidelines. Exactly. Follow, yeah. follow it, a checklist or however you have it. Uh, systems are a massive opportunity for organizations to, to rapidly grow. And it's always changing, though. So I look at it this way is look at our systems with the softwares that we're using. Mm-hmm. However, we're not going to stay with those softwares forever. Mm-hmm. So we might we might move or advance softwares which are going to require new systems. You know, so it's it's an ever evolving uh, basis and something that you're always going to be improving, which is cool. I agree. I actually, I've had the discussion before that for like my field for the video and photo work. Yeah, that coming up with a system eliminates the creativity, which I actually disagree with. I find that I'm significantly more creative when the like ease of start to finish Correct. is like as simple as possible. And then I get to be creative yeah. like at every step and in between. I don't need to be creative how I set up a folder. I've systematized it where yeah. it's like I just copy and paste the same file structure for every new project. Yep. And then I put the files where they belong. Yep. But because I do that, I'm not spending time each and every time renaming new folders. Exactly. Naming the folder something slightly different. Like every time it's the same. And I actually I genuinely find that it helps with creativity because I get to be creative once diving into the project and and not yeah. on the way in. So. And and you're able to hold expectations too. Yep. You know? 
So you you created one for going out to shoots and yep. stuff, and just recently having expectations. You can still be creative. So if if you have on there, you know, you have to take a photo of the backrest or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can still be creative with it. You're just given the broad guideline, like, hey, I need backrest photos. You're not saying, yes. hey, I need a backrest photo that looks exactly like this. You're just saying, I need a backrest photo. So that might be on the sheet. You However, know? like the sheet leaves availability for like creativity for creativity. Yeah. Creativity. Creativity. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. To some extent, I actually, I think, I've had this, another discussion as well, about, like, the the tools that software offers you. Like, they give you so much freedom yeah. that there, if you have an unlimited bounds to what you can do, how do you ever just, like, make a decision what to do? Or, like, how do you stick to something? Right. Versus the opposite, which is, like, if... um. You know, if you have like limitations such as time or such as like resources, like you you have to become creative within those bounds mm-hmm. in order to get the project completed. And I find yeah. I actually find limitations to be significantly more inspiring or yeah. like they allow me to be way more creative than yeah. um, any other aspect of of the whole thing. So but look at it this way, too. It keeps your it keeps your headspace much more clear, too. If you know exactly if you have a guidelines of how to do it. You're not spending all this countless time going back to see how you did it before. Yeah. You know, um, especially with the level of scale that we're producing stuff out now, you need systems for everything, especially as we start moving more into like TV commercials yep. and digital ads and all this stuff. You know, you need to know exactly how to do it for each stage. I know we've talked about the layout of the warehouse before, but that is such like a key point to making sure that every customer is like they get their product. They get every single piece of their yeah. product. Yeah. You know, nothing is forgotten. There's a checklist. Everything is laid out in the same order. So if you do, you know, if 10 different customers get the chair, it's the same exactly. same system all the way through. Exactly. But I, it's, I don't know. It's so useful. It so. is. And you, you hit a stage in the organization where it becomes feasible to implement. Yep. So when you're small, it's hard to put systems in place because... You just don't have the softwares. You don't have the people. You don't even have like the full out system, yeah, like completed yet. So it's yeah. hard to keep it organized and clean because a lot of the times, who's ever creating the system, you're the one doing yes. the work. You Each know? of them, yes. yeah, almost Each of all the steps. of them. So yeah. it it really becomes convenient when you have more employees, and then you allow you you um, you're essentially giving responsibility to them and allowing them to build out their own department, you know? Yep. And that's when you see companies really go from like that uh, $100,000 of revenue to a million. Then you get that million dollar range and you start setting systems in place and you get to that five. Like you have all these stages throughout a company and you're, you're experiencing new things. Like when we get to that, you know, 30, 40, $50 million stage, we're yeah. going to be putting, implementing new things than we are right now. And oh, without I can't a wait. doubt, yeah. Things that we probably don't even know that we need yet, Yeah, you know? And that's just super exciting. It's cool to, like, so we worked with, I got to work with some extra creatives over this last weekend, which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. But just seeing, like, the amount of people who are, like, on the team. I've got, you know, Brett and Trenton right now are, are my two guys who work under yeah. me. But, like, just, like, realizing and seeing and, like some of them, are, like they'll ask for like, oh, how do I, how do I do this? Or, you know, like, what do you want me to shoot? And it's like, I like, you have to be very specific with it because, right. you know, these people don't have the same vision that I have or that, you know, 
that I've told them yet. Like I know what we need to get out of it. Yep. But you know, what well, some that, other people might not have the you know the yeah. layout that I do in my head. Right. So and that's cool too is touching on that creativity side. If you give somebody at least just like the the roadmap mm-hmm. and allow them to use their own knowledge to then create their own piece of what you wanted. Mm-hmm. It's so cool because you look at that and you're like, damn, this is this is you. I can feel it in you. Where we I know we talked about it before in the previous podcast, but I could tell right away a video that you make and a video that Brent makes. Mm-hmm. Not saying one's better than the other, just have different styles, which is awesome. Yeah, you know, you totally need, different you styles. Both. But I think both like him and I, so I've given him like all my folders and all the like the, yeah. the whole layout. So he knows like my process beginning to end. Yeah. And there's like creativity in between how stuff sure. gets edited, all the above, right? That like yeah. ends up with different product, like different end products, but it's similar. The whole process is similar. So. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love that. And I'm excited to even tap into more systems as we continue to grow. Yeah. But it's a fun discussion to have. And it is. It's almost endless the, the amount of things that you can put into place. Absolutely. So. And it, the main thing, too, is like holding accountability, making sure they're actually being used. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you make them, you're just wasting time. Yeah, and a lot of the time they have just, to be used. Exactly, it just takes it takes a little bit of time, a couple months, um, to to really set it in stone. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm excited. It's the man. repetition aspect. I'm excited. We're pumping stuff out much faster than we used to before. Of course, we have more people, but uh, even with the ses- systems you're setting in place, it's, it's much it's more awesome. efficient. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and even the quality. So, well, <laughs> touch on it all day, but even the quality of it. So the quality you have the expectations out there. There's really little going back and being like, hey, man, this stuff really wasn't what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, I set the expectations clear. This is what I need. And now everything you guys are delivering is exactly what we're looking for because the expectations were there. Yeah. You know, 100%. It's really cool. Yeah. I love it. You're crushing the media side of things Thank with you. the entire team. Brent, Trenton, you guys are crushing it also. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love it, dude. Our, our digital team is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, and it's I got to say, uh, the team for ViperFest. Yeah, dude. Absolutely killed it. Knocked Viper, it out of the park. ViperFest was such a blast. We'll touch on it on this one, but I'm really excited to dive deep into it when we have uh, a special guest. Yes. Should we say his name? Uh, do you want to wait on that? Make sure. Maybe his next one? <laughs> yeah. We have a really cool guest. You could, you could probably figure it out if you watch our uh, ViperFest videos. He's the ankle Instagram. breaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost it's gonna be ankle really breaker. Cool. It's going to be a really cool episode, but we're super excited to have him on. Um. But ViperFest was a blast, man. It was an absolute blast. What so, was your favorite part? Honestly, my favorite part was, dude, it's tough. I was smiling the whole time. Especially yeah. my Okay, so I'm going to break it up into two different things. My favorite part for, like, entertainment, I would have to say it's two things, of course. The Burnout Pit and, and Our Last Night, dude. Yeah. Both those... Our last night, the whole time they were playing, I was smiling like a little girl, dude. That <laughs> that was the best performance. Reason being is so cool. We would we were watching their videos pre them coming here. It's like, dude, just picture them up here mm-hmm. on the stage, and then we're literally behind the scenes watching them as if we were watching a video. Yeah, it was so cool. Not only that, the our last night guys were awesome, dude. That, they were so humble. They they put on a serious performance that like is ah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's 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 pretty surreal for three guys to sound it. to sound like that. Usually you've got a you've got a full band of you know it's packed. You got like a two yeah. guitarists and a vocalist and yep. a, a bass guitar and a drummer. You know, but like 
for three guys. Dude, they crushed Holy it. Holy shit, it sounded like an orchestra. Like they crushed it. Uh yeah, all all of them were awesome. Super authentic guys. Um and they're from Tennessee. They rocked it, dude. They absolutely crushed it. Every single song they absolutely blew it out of the park. Something about the lead singer's voice when he screams like dude it just hits you yeah it's like damn it's it's not even like that emo like screamo kind of dark music it just adds that extra tone to your average day country song or whatever it may be it, yeah, but it, it you can feel like the soul poured into it you, and like that can. like and, and the passion just behind yeah that's I, that's one reason why i love live music it's one reason why i love music yeah. in general is just when when an artist does something and you can feel that it just comes from Right, somewhere deep. Yeah, you know, somewhere like emotionally deep. It's like it's really, really cool. It gives, is gives me goosebumps. Yeah, they they killed it. Uh, Smoke Road with Dylan and the guys. They crushed it too. They were up. So you gotta think of that. So they were up there for what three hours. Yeah, and for them to hold an audience captive for that long and engaged yep. is tough to do. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they got everybody engaged of drinking and. You know, cheering and singing along, like dude. Brent they- has a shot. Oh my god, it's so good. There's one with Dylan where he's like, he's facing away from the audience and he's like blowing like oh, his beer, oh, really? his PBR up. And, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. And he's like, he's I got the it. like rock on metal hands going on. That's it. Awesome. Looks so sick. Yeah, you guys crushed the video. I'm, I can't wait to see the There's the drone lot. footage. Yeah. It's the drone cool. footage of of the Pro Four, but. uh our last night crushed it. Smoke roll crushed it. Like it, that whole event was everything that we envisioned, and even more. I think it, yeah, and it was more. even more. Like, it it went honestly, it went perfect. So, the reason I split this into two is the two favorite parts were bands and the burnout pit, where, mm-hmm. which were obviously the main thing. Car show was awesome too, but the burnout pit when uh, CJ Greaves came on and he started it up after the rain. The swarm of people. People were running, running to the fence to and watch. It was packed. There was it was probably three or four deep. Yeah. To watch the burnout pit. Yep. And it was just so cool. The the energy in that pit was awesome. Yeah. And everybody in there was so like I was starting to get nerve wracked at the end because there was a bunch of shit laying on the floor and I didn't want it like flicking into the crowd. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking out for the safety of everyone. But uh, nobody got hurt. Nobody got injured. Everybody had a blast. It was the burnout pit was electric yeah oh that's big it. time that's it i more than i thought it would be i enjoy watching it too but for me it's like i can watch for a little bit and then i'm good yeah but like people were glued to it yeah. and like each person i feel like just kept taking it up a notch and then exactly like we've got oh god well, like guys oh, feed off each other too oh, so big you time. have everyone was kind of like cautious at first there's a too few uh kind of junkers that went in there and people were just kind of feeling it out, like, okay, is this thing gonna be cool? Is this burnout pick gonna be boring? And we brought the the shit boxes in there, and then after that, it was like, all right, I'm bringing mine in there. Oh my gosh, some, it compounded so quickly. We had some expensive cars in there and trucks, and it was it was cool. But that's one thing about burnout pits is, like you said, it can get really boring if you keep people in there for too long. Yep. Like, you can only do a burnout for so long, and you have to wrap it up at some point. See, you know. and, and everybody brings something different. Like the so the the guy who had the diesel, which was one hell of a show. His start he, on fire. Yeah, I mean he they that was dot. Yeah, um, like he was able to just put out so much smoke because yeah. like the diesels have so much torque that he was just spinning those tires and like 
Yeah. He that was, was in there for, what, five minutes? He I, still had, like, that much tread on his tire. Yeah. That was insane. The inside of the... He I don't know if you saw the inside five. of the wheel wells. They were just covered in... Oh, was it? Yeah, covered That's in funny. tire. Yeah. But he was awesome. Unfortunately, he didn't win. I wish he would have because he was, he was in it the longest, and he had the most expensive car beating the hell out of it. Yeah. So... Um, that was cool, though. That was... He yeah. put on... An incredible show. We had another guy. If you weren't there, uh, if any of our audience listeners weren't there, we had a guy who had, I think it was a Pontiac G8. Yeah. The winner of the Rotiform Tires and Wheels. Nitrous. Yep. Had uh, a shot of nitrous in the back tank of this Pontiac G8. Yep. And uh, he sent one of those rods right through the side of the block. Yeah. <laughs> but he ended up winning. He yeah. Did, he did some good burnouts. Yeah. That was, his first one was a smoke screen, man. Yeah. Those tires were spinning. Yeah. But uh, that was nuts. Burnout pick was electric. So good. Even I'm, I'm even. Look, we're already starting to plan out and idealize. Like, okay, that was good for our first event. The amount of compliments we got of how well set up it was was awesome. And the whole crew, the whole audience. I want to appreciate everybody for coming. Everybody there was just authentic, cool, down to earth. Um, but the whole event was great. There's no fights or like. Yep. Any disruptions? Everybody just got along. Everything went really smoothly, like transitioning from one thing to the next. The car show was the big, like the car big show first, was awesome. the big yeah. first event, and then you know we sort of rolled that into the the burnout pit yep. for um, for people who weren't there, you know. And then so all those people who were looking at cars, and we had some food right. trucks, so there were people enjoying food. You could get going. You could spend the whole day there, that, and that's the point. Yeah, you know? and it but, worked perfectly. It did. The car show was awesome too because you had. A wide variety of the best cars. You it had was so sick. From your classics to what did that guy have? A, a sand dune or yep. sand dune buggy or whatever. Yep. And all the way to your exotics that are half a million dollars. It was the coolest. Half a million. They were off roaders. Yeah. Some good good sized trucks there. Um, yeah, there was four by fours. So that's the kind of point why we had people submit their cars is we want to make it the best experience. Yeah. We don't want it where. Anybody can bring their car because, let's be honest, some cars aren't cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, right? You know, and, and, yeah. And you might think okay. it's cool, you might but think it's cool, for but us to bring in a crowd, we really need exactly. to make sure that like the, the, the level the is held high. Correct. And, and that's not, that's not you know, shooting anyone down. It's just saying you might have to level your game up for, for yeah. next year. But so I'm trading in the Tacoma, yeah. and I'll be buying a... Uh, or you're just going to roll it out, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you're just going to deck it out. But uh, so you asked my favorite things. Those two were the band and the burnout pit. Mm -hmm. My second favorite thing was the massive learning experience. Mm -hmm. And that was when the rain came down. Okay. All day, all week, even the two weeks before, every day we're checking the weather. We're checking the weather. And it looks sunny. Pure sun, no clouds. Even the night before, we checked on our apps and it said, sunny, going to be a beautiful day. It even, it literally said, a perfect day to be outside. And we checked the local five weather and it said chance of thunderstorms. It's like, okay, that's concerning. Yeah. This is the events tomorrow. We have yeah. everything set up. And right there, all your anxiety just rushes mm-hmm. to something that is completely uncontrollable. And it's it's hard to control your emotions in such a external force coming your way that you don't have any control over. And that was the biggest learning experience because you you saw how it played out. So the whole morning, it was warmer out. It was 80 degrees, mm-hmm. and it was overcast, which was great. It was great. It was perfect weather. You weren't dripping sweat. And then we were able to get some burnouts in. 
And I, you kind of like feel it in the crowd of everyone's like, okay, is it gonna rain? What's it gonna do? It you was know, like the clouds were just lingering and it was just all lingering. Day. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it rained a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what happened was is it was a miracle. Everybody from the burnout pit rushed to the beer tent, which was open which and was selling. open and selling. Rushed to the beer pit to buy beer. It started to get a little windy and a little cold, so we had a a apparel tent. Everybody went and bought sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, t-shirts. We sold out of merch. Yeah, this, the and the rooms right now is they're bare. We have yeah. no merch, so we have we're, <laughs> we're designing some, and uh, so right there, it forced people to go underneath the tent to buy beer, to buy apparel. Now our merchandise is out there into the into the community even more than it ever would have been. If it was correct, just- and we had Viper, so we had the Viper Fest shirts which yep. sold. Yep. Um, but then on top of that, all those people who needed a sweatshirt are now walking around and like. Exactly. With a Viper sweatshirt on, yep. which is in our community. Which like, then we had a ton of people, even when it started to get a little cooler later, saying, hey, where do I get one of those black hoodies? Yeah. And so the whole point of that story is you, in the moment, it's so difficult to control your emotions, but you truly just have to stay faithful and just know that, hey, whatever happens is for a reason. Mm-hmm. So when, right, like, Half an hour before it started raining, I went my room, I closed my door, and I just prayed. I'm like, dude, please show sunlight. Please let the sun break through. Like, begging you, please, 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 please. It started raining for like 30 minutes, and you look look north, and it started to clear up. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, it is going to be a beautiful night. You, You check the weather. All the storms that were around cleared up. Dude, the lighting, absolutely it phenomenal. It was beautiful the night of. So yes. it rained, and it wasn't even a downpour. It was maybe a little drizzle. It actually felt kind of nice. It drizzled for like 30, 45 minutes, and then it just became beautiful. For mm-hmm. the rest of the night, they were able to perform, and I just look at like everything in the moment that you think is going to destroy your entire day or your entire event or your entire year or whatever it is, all the planning you did, Yeah. stay faithful, pray, and know that it's happening for a reason. I literally said that to you. I'm like, I know what you're doing is for a reason, and I just don't see it yet. And There then, was a reason. There was a reason. Two hours later, I went back in my room. I'm like, thank you. I see exactly what you did. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. And it was just incredible. I, I just love it. You just the, – the power of just staying faithful, keeping – cool head and even as even as hard as it is in the moment stay with it roll with it and yeah. that's all you can do you can't control the weather i i don't know, you know if we could have asked for um either a better group of people to come to the event or better yeah. sponsors spot because i gotta tell yeah. you everyone who who came who sponsored like wanted to be there but then like yeah. i've had multiple discussions with like drew from wheel pros and Dude. For sure. Um, like Emmanuel from Chicago Auto Pros, like, and yeah. there was, and like the guys from Speedcore, and like, dude, they loved it. it was seriously, awesome. like, Actually, I speaking of that, I want to give, I want to give every every sponsor a big shout out here. Let me, uh, let me pull. I'm gonna let up. you give oh, uh, a oh, yeah, quick I, shout out, and then we do have to wrap here. We do. All right, real quick, real quick, because I got a, another meeting after this. Um, sponsor, sponsor. Sorry, 
Bear with me. Yeah, I think if you head to Dylan's Instagram story, you should All right. see everybody. So our, our main sponsors were Fuel and Roller Form. Thank you guys for everything. You guys crushed it. Set up an awesome awesome tent uh, with some wheel giveaways. Our elite sponsor is Core Elements. Thank you very much. That's with Mike. He does construction. Bay Area Diamond. Best diamond company here in Green Bay. Bruner Fabrication. Thank you, Matt, for everything. You guys crushed it. Viper Performance. Thank you for all the supplies that you lended us. And Dick's Title Town Lumber. Thank you very much for all those sponsors. You guys crushed it. Our Supreme Sponsors, American National Bank. Uh, we have Art Junkies, uh, NWTC, uh, Veloci Performance Products. Thank you, guys. Uh, Monroe, they sell nuts and bolts, hardware. Classic Gears, you guys are machining company. Thank you very much for everything. And Ryerson. And then for our detail class, Adams Polishes. Thank you, guys, for everything you guys Helped us a ton, put on an awesome detailed performance, and we have Lincoln Electric. Thank you guys for supplying us welders and all welding supplies for our welding class. And last but not least, we have Spotless Water Systems. Thank you for hooking us up for this awesome detailing system that we now have here at Viper. I just used it yesterday. It's amazing. And UWGB. All you guys and anybody else that I'm missing, uh, I didn't name Burnout's Pit Sponsors because there's a lot of them, but thank you literally everybody who helped us with the financing to put this together. Um, it doesn't go unappreciated, and next year is going to be even bigger. So if you want to be a part of it, we are accepting people to sign up early. We are only going to accept a limited amount of sponsors. I'm just telling you this now as a fair <laughs> warning. 2024, ViperFest is going to be 10x what it was All I'm going to say year. is Alex sent, me me nuts. A, Alex sent me a reel yesterday <laughs> from like an off-road convention, and they were jumping cars. Yeah, so I'm not going to say we're doing that yet, but... But we got to level up. Yeah. So 2024 is going to be nuts. If you have a company here in the Green Bay area or anywhere, and you want to be a part of this awesome festival, reach out to us, reach out to our sales team, DM us on Instagram, and we'll be in touch. 2024 is going to be nuts. So really looking forward to it. Thank you for this quick po quick podcast, and stay tuned because we do have an awesome guest coming soon. Yes, we're gonna have a whole super. lot of awesome guests. Yeah, we do. So super right. excited! Thanks, Thanks you guys everybody. for listening. We'll see you later. Talk soon. Bye bye. bye.